Hi, welcome to the I Am Lake Worth podcast. I'm your host, Carl Stovland. I'm also the photographer who dreamed up this whole project. Today I have with me in the podcast, the Hoyt family, Mike, Renee, and Miles. Hi, guys. Hi, Carl. Hi. Hello. So I'm really glad you guys could join me today, and uh, I'm looking forward to our little uh, chat. We are, too. Thank you so much for having us. Of course. Um, Let's see. You guys moved to Lake Worth actually... Almost exactly the same time as we did. You were about a month behind us, I think. So yeah. we've we've had pretty much the same Lake Worth experience. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Two years now. So what we uh, try to do with the podcast is every interview I do, I ask the question that we started the project with, which was Lake Worth is special because dot, dot, dot. So I'm going to give each of you a chance to just talk about that a little bit, and then we'll go from there. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay, who wants to go first? I think my mom should go first. Okay, that's very kind of you. I'm going to say Lake Worth is special because of the people. And um, to... That's the number one answer, by the way. Of course, of course. I think um, in, you know, driving around, kind of seeing where might be close enough to where my parents had already relocated several decades ago and cousins living in the area... And uh, some friends we knew around here, we thought, all right, we'll look at a few different towns within driving distance of my parents, but not right next to them, perhaps. Um, So we did look at Boynton and Delray just briefly. And then all of a sudden, there were things about Lake Worth that we just could not deny. We had come to an Earth Day festival, Mm -hmm. and it was um, not overwhelming. I have a little bit of crowd phobia. So um, having it at our town green, what they call the cultural plaza, was just perfect for me. And it was walkable. It was comfortable. We met people then um, that are still friends of ours now that actually helped us lead to other friends as well. And um, we just really enjoyed that experience. And it's been like that ever since. Every time we want to meet people, it's easy. I, I really do love the small town vibe. And we had the same thing. We just came here and... Within the first day we were searching in the area, it was Lake Worth was where we wanted to settle down. Easy to see, right? How about you, Mike? I don't have much to add to that in terms of the people. (laughs) I mean, I think a great example of the people is uh, with Miles and his music. He immediately was welcomed welcomed into uh, Rudy's Pub um, when they play and do their pickers in the round with a bunch of adults playing like that and they wanted him back and it was just like it didn't matter his age it just mattered that he loved the music as much as they did oh that's pretty awesome yeah you're right i found the same thing when i was at jazz on jay in fact last night a young man named benjamin plays trombone and this is his second or third time playing he popped up and he's learned some new songs and he was just grooving with the band it was really cool to see and this town is very welcoming you know it's Oh, cool, you do this? Yeah, yeah, great, let's see what you got. And you just go for it, so it's kind of fun that way. Yeah, it really is. How about you, Miles? What makes Lake Worth special for you? I really have nothing to to say because my mom and dad already said it. <laughs> but, I mean... What about the live music? Do you enjoy that? I mean, the live music is phenomenal. Phenomenal. I think you made up a word there. <laughs> <laughs> As you said that um, when people when people are like people are more friendly down here than in Connecticut where we used to live, so it's That's like sure. it's <laughs> like it's like hi good morning and it's, it's Lake Worth people are 
I think you put the nail on the head and I found the same thing is that we uh, definitely there's an openness and a friendliness that you know you expect it in the south but I think there's also a a genuineness to it that is wasn't quite what I was expecting and Mm -hmm. you know I love that I go downtown in the morning and I know I'm going to run into 10 people I know before I head back home and start doing my work for the day so that's really kind of cool or even if you don't know them you might start up conversations with them or they might start up conversations with you. And that's happened to us a couple of weeks ago. We were downtown and it was just Miles and me. And we either met people that we knew or we walked into a gallery, met the owner. And now she's a new friend as well. We had a, a similar experience in that the, first, the day we were painting the rooms in this house after we had moved in, we worked all day and said, oh, let's go somewhere to eat dinner. And, you know, we found this place, CWS, which we didn't know, but it had our initials, Carl and Wendy Stovall. And so I'm like, all right, we're, we're going there. And they told me, well, we're kind of full tonight, so we have community tables. So if that's okay with you, come on in. We sat down. The woman next to us just started talking to us. And that's our friend Angie and her husband, Ed. And we've been friends with them ever since. And we see them all the time. And that's, that really is Lake Worth, which is really kind of cool. Very different from most places that we've lived before. We're from Long Island and Connecticut before that, or after that, and we never found that in anywhere that we would go, restaurants, music venues. Totally agree. I mean, there's a sense of community here that I lived in, I think, eight different places in New York, and none of them matched this in that regard at all. Also, another thing about Lake Worth is, especially since they did the murals, it's just such an aesthetically pleasing downtown. It really is. You know, the, the architecture and a lot of the buildings, even just the stores, it's really cool. It's really cool. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the mural inside the post office. It's amazing. And that's totally from the time of FDR, from, it's from the, the works projects, yeah. right? And it's two guys hunting an alligator in a swamp. <laughs> and there are old post offices all over this country that were part of that program, the, the WPA. Mm-hmm. And I love that this one is right two guys in a, in a rowboat going after an alligator. It's kind of fitting. They, they got the topic right. Uh, so that's kind of fun. And you're right. There are kind of hidden ones that you don't know much about, and you just turn a corner, and there they are. Some of uh, you know, my favorites are certainly some of the new ones that happened last year with the project. But it's, an, it's really incredible the amount of public space we're committing to art. It's really, it's really a good thing, and it just brings more people. And we were able to watch some of that canvas um, outdoor museum project being painted. So actually watching these artists that had come from all over the world to Little Lake Worth um, to decorate our town was super fun. We actually watched the one at Cultural Plaza, Miles and I, together one day. And um, the gentleman was spray painting like crazy and taping those shapes off just so. Um, It was an amazing thing to be a part of that. And also to watch the Martin Luther King one, which is my absolute favorite. In the unity theme, I feel like it just gets it more than the others do. Yeah, entirely. And I watched that one go up every single day. I was watching the progress. I'd spend about an hour there every day just watching him go with his yes. team. And that was really kind of incredible. And the miniature one at the curve. Isn't that cool? Fantastic <laughs> with the miniature ladder. Just says and, and the ladder and the, and the brooms, or the brush, stayed there for a good couple of weeks before some car ran him over. <laughs> Which is pretty good for Lake Worth. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. How about you, Miles? Did you have a, a favorite of the murals from the uh, project last year? My favorite picture was when I got to see Blanche in the one of the 
I am like with pictures. Oh, you're talking about Carl's art now, oh. the photography. Carl was talking about the outdoor murals, but that's a great point. The picture of Blanche really captures her Excuse joy. Me. And Carl did a great job with that photograph. Carl was asking about the outdoor museum, the paintings, like the one at Cultural Plaza, like Martin Luther King. Or the one under the bridge. Yeah, oh, yeah. The, Mar- the Martha Luther King, it actually kind of makes me, like, you see where the kids are all standing next to each other, holding next hands. Next to each other, holding hands. Not just kids. And adults, well, yeah, too. Yeah, it's a whole crowd. Yeah, it's, we it's, count. Adults, we of... count for stuff, too, you know. <laughs> it fills yep, up my heart. It fills up my heart. Lake Worthers. Lake Worthers. The best. And you're pretty famous that around these parts, too. Did you hear what Carl asked? You're a pretty famous guy in Lake Worth. People see you around with your guitar and you're playing all over the place. Right, yeah. That's um, got to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Do you think that could have happened where we lived in Connecticut when you first started playing? It couldn't happen. It, it just couldn't. It just couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree with you. I'm, I mean... <laughs> there were a couple of music venues, but nothing like the places that we've seen. We got to start actually playing outside um, Andy's store last summer. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a storefront, Main Street-y type of feel of people gathering around a street corner. And at least the first or second night that we were out there, someone said... This is not going to be a good venue. It got too crowded too fast. We were blocking up traffic. So now he's indoors, right? When he plays and jams in real venues. Well, that's pretty good. You've got some real street cred for a guy your age. Yeah. You're, you're Mr. Cool Blues guy. So uh, how about, let me throw you a curveball, Miles. Um, if it wasn't guitar, what would be the next instrument you would play? I think it's either guitar or nothing. <laughs> All right, he's throwing it down. Well, you started with drums, you evolved into guitar, right? And yeah, then after I started guitar... with drums, but after, but, but after the drums, I went into guitar, and I was going to do the flute or the recorder, the kazoo, but yeah, I hear you. Actually, guitar's actually better than me. I mean, I mean, the, the guitar's actually better for me. Like the air instruments, I don't. Kind of hard to go back to something else once you've played the guitar. I mean, it's got some really cool cachet to it. You're going to meet a lot of girls with the guitar. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Fantastic. So, um, other things about Lake Worth, uh, you know, what are some of the places you guys like to go out to? Places you like to go? Well, definitely Rudy's has become our favorite music venue. Mm-hmm. Not just because he's played there. Um, we were uh, really successful in a fundraising event we did a couple of months ago there. That's right. We did Smiles for Miles, the Foundation Fighting Blindness fundraiser, a uh, charity that's very special mm-hmm. to us, right? Um, I told him that I had a blind cane, so when my eyes are going bad, like rotten milk. Um, <laughs> Great analogy, Miles. My eyes... I rely on my cane to help me see if I'm gonna trip. So like, like if there's something on the stairs, it's always one step or two steps ahead of me. So I know, so I know if there's anybody in front of me. Um, not beside me because it's really important to in front of me to have things in front of me the cane is in front of you do you want to talk about what your vision impairment is or do you want us to say it you can say sure miles has a condition called stargardt's disease it is a genetic 
condition, which is a... Uh, Genetic form of macular degeneration. Yep, that happens uh, at the juvenile stage. It happens to kids and people in their up to their 30s and 40s. Uh, and he is gradually losing his central vision. Um, right now, he has a good amount of it, but he sees a lot of visual disturbances like lines and spots when he sees shifting colors and uh, he has tremendous eye sens uh, light sensitivity as well, uh, often requiring him to wear two layers of sunglasses outside. Mm -hmm. And those are called fit-overs. The, 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 when I'm wearing sunglasses outside on a, sun, on a, on a sunny Florida day, like it is right now, it's just not, it's just not it. Oh, I, I hear you. I can't go out of the house without sunglasses for me, and my eyes are okay. So I imagine that, yeah, if you're light sensitive, you know, you'd be throwing those, that other pair right on top. And a visor too sometimes. Even right? before, even, it's that, it's, so, it's sometimes it's so bad, I feel like I need three pairs of sunglasses, or maybe even four. Wow. Yeah. That'd be too much to stack on your ears. Because yeah. <laughs> they're kind of small. Might have to build a special helmet for that. <laughs> so, Miles, what uh, what do you like to do uh, in school or other activities besides your music? I like science, actually. Well, yeah. science is good uh -huh. stuff. There's not enough of it these days. <laughs> There's not enough of it to cure star guards. Well, hopefully yeah. there will be someday. Hopefully there will be, but... That was one of the reasons for the fundraiser. That's one of the reasons for us fundraiser right okay. that's why that's why i'm having like a sadaka i don't i'm i can do you want to ask carl if he knows what sadaka is do you know what sadaka is i don't it's it's um in the jewish religion it's a it's in a jewish religion um it's to help with the charity yeah the charity that's exactly what it is. Good job. it's to help the charity and um who chose your event to and your old nursery school which was part of our temple when we lived in connecticut mm -hmm. chose that as their pet charity for mm -hmm. the month of september sadaka that everybody would do a good deed which in jewish in hebrew we call a mitzvah mm -hmm. to donate to smiles for miles which is still raising money for a foundation fighting blindness where they do the research yeah. for cure so, you were talking about science, right? So we're talking about school science? and science. science? Um, yeah. How how is school for you with your eyes? Are you managing okay? Yep, I have. Um, when I'm doing tests, I have really small print. I have I have something called a CCTV, and that has like controls on it, so to make it brighter if it's in the dark, or to make it less. Right, if it's in the dark, if it's in the light, and it zooms your paper, right? And it, it blows and it also up, so it and also it pauses. So if I want to write something down, um, like bubble in my answer, I I and, I pause. And just a pause. Just a pause one. And well, it sounds like you've got some tools to help you get by and make sure that you can see everything and and keep going with your schooling, which is good stuff. That's really cool. Well, it's really, really super that you have tools that you can work with. Your mom had mentioned the, the iPad. I was going through a problem where I had a cataract, which is, you know, 
way, way down on the scale of problems you can have with your eyes. It's not a big deal, but I was having trouble reading, and I turned the, the script to white and the page to black and blew up the, the letters so I could continue to read. In fact, I it's easier for me than reading in books. Um, but I had surgery, and I was very fortunate that I was able to have my eye repaired. So I can I only can only imagine, you know, what you're going through, and I'm amazed every day at, you know, how how out there you are and you're you're in the middle of everything and everybody knows you you walk down the street and you know you're like the little mayor of lake worth everybody <laughs> knows you and he's friends with the mayor too right Matt? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got to help her with her campaign so um what do you think about playing the guitar as far as your vision do you think that playing my guitar makes my um Makes my emotions come out. Okay, good, good. Um, like what? What's your favorite kind of music? Like the blues, blues and rock, and like war pigs. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's certainly rock and not blues, right? Voodoo Child by um, Jimi Hendrix, Black Sabbath, Jimi Hendrix, and I got to. I'm a little yeah. jealous that you can play the guitar so well. I I been trying since about the age you are and just i never get past you know when you have to start barring off the chords that's usually when i put it away and stop trying to play it again <laughs> i'll pluck out a song and learn it and then it'll it'll go into hiding for a while i think so. part of it was that when you first started learning things like um like voodoo child and other more complicated songs he didn't know they were hard he didn't know that it was hard to play Jimi hendrix he just right. did it well that's pretty magical. <laughs> when I when I opened up my my um, first lap steel, which is a horizontal guitar, it's not shaped like a a regular guitar. It's just has kind of like a it has its guitar own neck on a box. Yes, yes, it's it has known it has its own style. Um, and you play that with a slide, right? Yeah. Um, I um, have... Um, no one ever taught you that instrument. I, what did you do? Do you remember? I, you took, I took it off. I mean, I took it out of the um, gift, bat, gift box. <laughs> I started playing um, Christmas songs. Well, like Deck the Halls was Deck, your first one. Deck in the Ode Halls and Oi de jo- um, Ode. Ode de Joy. The Beethoven <laughs> Symphony. Beethoven. He was six. And That's... I was six. <laughs> I was six. <laughs> or not yet, right? Or not yet. Yep. That's pretty darned impressive. So we have some other, uh, to slide over to another topic, um, you know, Lake Worth has some really, really awesome things. We've got one of the best beaches around. You guys get a chance to use our beach at all? Not as much as not we as like. Not as much as we like. <laughs> <laughs> we were there last weekend. Yeah. We were there last weekend. It was but, gorgeous. But and, I was, I, and I was on um, a boogie board, but it wasn't mine, so I had to share it with the person who owned it. Yeah. <laughs> and we well, got to get to share. more often, right? Well, about a year ago, we made sure to wake up early on a weekend, and we got there for sunrise. And you probably know, being a photographer... It's pretty spectacular. It's one of the best places to watch the sunrise. So it was worth mm-hmm. it, right, Miles, to get up that early in the morning that day? It was just... I was 
I was about to fall asleep in the sand. <laughs> but then you start to like walk down the beach and you start to smell Benny's breakfast cooking. Well, which yeah. Which is another great place to go. That's another right? reason to get up for the sunrise is I love to photograph the sunrise and then I walk right over to Benny's and sit down and have breakfast. <laughs> no, so that's a win-win. I think you can't leave that part of the beach without having a meal there. Yeah, I think you're right. It's amazing. Lake Worth is amazing. <laughs> Thank you, Lake Worth, for being so amazing. <laughs> well, well, I don't know how we could possibly top that. So I think with that, I'm going to say thank you, Miles. Thank you, Mike. And thank you, Renee. Thanks thank for being so on the podcast. Thank you so much for having us. We really appreciated you. it. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. And we're back. Um, Renee has come back to join me for a little bit more time. For the interview, um, one of the things that happens when you have, Miles is eight now? He is. An eight-year-old boy can monopolize the conversation, and we were <laughs> excited that he was so into answering, but I think it threw me off my game a little bit. I wasn't ans- asking all the questions I wanted to, and Renee got home and realized, oh, I didn't talk about this and that, and so we've regrouped. We're going to add this onto the interview or splice it in. We haven't figured out quite how we're going to deal with it, but it'll be dealt with. Um, so with that, what are kind of some of the things you wanted to cover? I think we talked about opportunities for volunteerism yeah. in Lake Worth. I think one of the things that really attracted us to the small town life of coming down here and being in this area as opposed to other parts of Palm Beach County was that um, neighborhood feel. And you and I had spoken a lot about little free libraries. It was absolutely one of the things I wanted to do first. So when I got here, I signed up right away to become a little free library steward. And I've done that now for pretty much the whole two years I've lived here. But in addition, you start to see other opportunities. So I've made friends through little free libraries for sure. I've gotten to do things through the Little Free Library organization to help represent um, Mm -hmm. Mary Lindsay. And, um, you know, we've often substituted for her from time to time. If she needs an afternoon off, Miles and I will maybe take her place at the booth, you know, or the chalkboard Little Free Library that's hosting at at an event. Um, But then you start to see other opportunities. You see local politics where the city commissioners become friends of yours. And you get to know that Mayor Pam is a former New Yorker, and she's right around our age. And we hit it off so well that I decided to work on a couple of local campaigns Mm -hmm. and find myself either knocking on doors or delivering signs to people I hadn't met before. And now I have a whole new host of friends through that opportunity, you know, that opened up a world of different people I might not have met if not being exposed to that. And then there's these Facebook groups. There's these Lake Worth foodies and friends of Parks and Rec here in Lake Worth where I've recently been asked to administer one of the pages and we're becoming more active. Oh, that's you great may stuff. see yeah, you may see the Lake Worth foodies page starting to spark a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of more of activity and welcoming new members as they came on board in the last week. I noticed that you were added as an admin. Yep, exactly. And I think I may have just added Wendy if she wasn't part of it before this week as as one example. You know, it's uh I think people start to see that people have strengths in an area and mm-hmm. they go, oh, Renee knows social media. Let's see if she wants to get involved in this. So, um, you know, we were also able to host a fantastic fundraiser earlier this year. And the only reason we did it was because our son is vision impaired and we've wanted to give back because he's got this musical gift too. So we had this opportunity with Rudy's Pub, which is kind of getting known to be a little bit 
good natured in terms of, you know, volunteerism and charity work, um, just in terms of some of the parties they've thrown and fundraisers they've held. So he started going there and when we walked in the door, it was pickers in the round. And it was a grown men, primarily grouping of people playing acoustic guitar in a circle. And one guy had a dobro, which is this really cool resonator guitar that uh, you play on your lap often like a slide, similar to Miles and his lap steel. Mm -hmm. He fell in love with it and the gentleman playing it, Dobro Mike. And Dobro Mike just let Miles play. Like, here, you want to try my instrument? You know, um, which just furthered our feeling of welcomingness into a music venue that happens to also be a bar with my eight year old son, you know? And since then we've been back, we've seen live music there, we've played live music there, and we thought there would be no other place than there to hold a huge fundraising event that we did called Smiles for Miles and it benefited Foundation Fighting Blindness and we doubled the goal that we thought we'd make by fundraising. We hoped for maybe 3,000 or so and we're over 6,000 in our continued fundraising efforts. And part of that's community, you know, being able to go into a store and say, hey, this is our son, this is what we're doing, how can I help? You know, and can I give you a gift certificate to raffle off? Here more than anywhere else I've ever seen is that whether it's an existing business or somebody who opens a new one here, you know, everyone wants to have community involvement in their business starting a business because that becomes your customers right but there's a difference between doing it because you want to make a dollar and it seems like the whole reason the business is open here is to really to be part of the fabric of the community you and know connect and with the, us. the ones that keep going and survive and are here year after year definitely pick up on the fact that when a business is good for the people of Lake Worth, the people of Lake Worth go out of their way to be good to the business. So you know, it, it's it's a symbiotic relationship, and they need that because being a seasonal city, you know, that summer gets really lean, especially for the restaurants. It does, and you even the, the music venues, you know, mm-hmm. they try and do things every night of the week, and then all of a sudden, oops, there's no more karaoke on Mondays because we can't afford to stay open on a Monday right now. Right. You know, as an example, one of the things Rudy's did. But the store owners, everybody is a mom and pop in most of, you know, the Strip, Down Lake and parts of the Lucerne and in between. So we would just find this incredible outpouring of community effort and interest in helping what we wanted to do. And, and you know, to this day, now I feel closer with some of those business owners because they offered their support. Well, that's exactly how interest. it seems to be working. And I caught the same thing a little bit differently, only in that my path to it all was through the Neighborhood Association. Of course. In that, you know, I found myself six months after I got here being the president of Eden Place. Oh, my God. But <laughs> Congratulations that, and welcome to the town. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. Here you go. Here's mm-hmm. your gavel. Um, <laughs> Not that we actually have a gavel, I was kidding. (laughs) But, um, you know, the first thing is you start going to the NAPC meetings, which is the President's Council. Now you're talking to all the different neighborhoods at one time, and you're doing events that represent all the neighborhoods, and then you're meeting the rest of the city that way. And everything seems to be so organic. It's not, you know, so manipulated. You just kind of, it comes together. I was always amazed when I was, active with the NAPC because as president of your neighborhood you have to go to the NAPC meetings that it always felt like you know we had this grand plan for a thing and coming up to the last couple of weeks everybody's dealing with their neighborhood and you're like 
how are we going to pull this event off? You know, it's like, oh my God, is this even going to happen? Right. But every single time they had done it before, everybody knew their parts and, you know, John Faust would just like flip a light switch and all of the pieces would just happen and the event would happen and it would be a huge success. And, and warm, you know, and welcoming. And in fact, that just reminded me, Carl, that's exactly how we met. You were, I think, representing Eden Place at one of the Evening on the Avenues that the NAPC was oh, hosting. Oh, that could totally be true, right. Back in the day when um, Mary Lindsay was still doing the front porch, they'd have either live music or food vendors or a combination of activities. And I think you and Wendy were there, and we'd heard your name associated with our email list, even mm -hmm. though we weren't active through the Eden Place Neighborhood Association. And I said, are you actually Carl Stoveland? That's great. I wanted to meet you. And um, it's just so easy because even if you don't know people's names through other right. things like that, if you're at an event like that, you just meet people. The city is small enough yeah. that there's, there's no barrier. And you were talking about, you know, the electeds. And I know them all through the NAPC sure. and my project. But, you know, I consider them my friends. I mean, this is, the election is always a hard time for me because it's one of my friends running against another of my friends. And I try to just not think about that part and just decide what's best for the city going forward and I try like not to that gets more and more difficult the more time we spend here yeah right? because you get to know more people you get to know more about the issues and people are definitely starting to vehemently oppose some of the decisions that have been made and want to run because of that and it, it's representation is an important thing and our vote absolutely counts when you walk into you know your ballot place and your vote number 37 and there were a hundred votes separating the winner from the not winner that's right you know it's it's meaningful and and i think that's great for our son too because what a great way to teach about politics when you're locally involved as we have been and and he has been you know we would give out signs together and have miles on the back of the golf cart with us you know so it's meaningful and it's relationships I think are the biggest thing that are easier to make here in town um, since this year with the election with the fundraiser with the musical folks that we've met um, I can't tell you the amount of friends that we've had and that was exactly why we wanted to be here you know to change our lives to feel like we're making an impact on a town and that it's made an impact on us and we're able to raise him differently than our Connecticut suburban life would have been we're sure. practically in the city but we sort of live in a you know, you know suburban neighborhood of the city, so it's a combination of I think all of the cool stuff, and then living in paradise doesn't hurt. Yeah, I mean, look, the fact that we get to open up our back doors and have this temperature at this time of the year, and maybe even a little bit too hot in the summer, but <laughs> I'll take it because January is absolutely beautiful. It is. You know, and I can be in my pool all year long, and that's. That's that's an amazing part of it, but I mean, to get back to what you were talking about, I know without doubt that I am living a more fulfilled life here in the last two years mm -hmm. than I could have ever imagined in New York. What it's a great just, way of putting it. Yeah, it's um, that, you know, I have no problem putting my time and effort out into the world here because without asking for it too, it finds a way to come back to me in a million different ways. Some of them monetary, some of them not, but it absolutely, no matter what, I know that in the great big balance sheet, the 
goes along with you know everything in our lives and how, how do you quantify whether or not things are good or not that there is just this really cool thing that ha and it, it may happen all over south florida for all i know because we just it all we almost picked lake worth out of a hat you know right. we, we bet we bought our house on one day of looking so yeah you know but i think everything i've seen about lake worth and even two years later it seems like it's just a little bit different from anywhere else i think so too and i think that as we started the whole discussion i think that the people make it special because there's something that enables you to forge these relationships so quickly right. and to have that impact is due to the way we're received by other people right so you with your art and making such an impact between the photography and the paintings and the digital work that you do with the paintings. It's, to me, a, a place that enabled you to have that new part of your career kind of flourish here even more than it did up north. Yeah, yeah I, think, right? I think I've called it an incubator. You know, it, nice. just, it just allows you to, you know, let your guard down. You know, there's more acceptance of pretty much everything here. Agreed. I mean, Inclusion, I like to call it. Yeah. And it's different, you know, for us, uh, you know, we are called a transracial family because Miles is African-American. And I think, you know, knowing that when we adopted him, we always looked for more diverse communities. So we lived in a suburb of New Haven because of the diversity in the public schools there. And then coming down here, this felt, you know, Lake Worth versus uh, Boca. I mean, it was no contest right. for us. But then we feel, I think, that there's just this level of not just diversity, but the inclusion of people of all ages, of all races, of the ability to have a range of socioeconomic, both houses and, you know, people's families. The folks that I met again through the election are currently, you know, traveling in Africa, Giraffe Manor, as an example, you mm -hmm. know, something I aspire to be able to do, but may not be able to afford myself. So I get to live vicariously through their Facebook pages, you know, as they go to these, these dream places and they're my neighbors. You know, and, and then meeting neighbors and just having them outreach, you know, uh, having my husband hospitalized a couple months ago. And then people saying, oh, if you need anything, we're right here. And it wasn't one of our closest friends that said that. Right. It was someone who I later found out lives down the block from me, but were involved in, you know, a couple of groups together. So it, it, I just think it's easier to become parts of things, too. And like I noticed the same thing with the hurricane last year, mm -hmm. is that... Okay, sure, there were some of the people that were just hot and unhappy and annoyed and vented all that stuff on Facebook, but for the most part, it was neighbors seeing what they could do for their neighbors. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know you guys had a couple of trees come down and there was a big work party, the, yeah. like right afterwards. I think I may have still been in Daytona at that point because we had gone up to my parents yep. uh, to ride out the storm up there. Yeah, there's a there's a spirit of generosity that is just built into the DNA, and and you know I keep coming back to that comment Mary made about Lake Worth having this dog whistle, yeah. but we it's heard above it. what normal people hear. But if you hear <laughs> it, you're automatically one of the people that should be here and won't ever leave. You know, as we really settled into town. Um, things changed in our, you know, situation and, you know, life with having an eight-year-old son and six at the time we brought him here. Um, and no matter what it is, we've decided this is where we've settled. 
you know, if we get a different house someday, okay, but we can't think about living anywhere else right now. Boy, we have made that exact, had that exact conversation and made that same decision that no matter where careers take us, that we're going to base ourselves here. That's fantastic. You know, we're, we're committed to the town as much as the town is committed to us, and mm -hmm. I really love being here. It's kind of like a, a bit surreal at times, I've said. Um, one of the things that I noted uh, about a couple of years ago was the activity level. You know, you can be as relaxed and mellow as you want, but oh man, if you want to get involved, there is something going on all the time. And season hasn't really kicked in yet, and I still feel that way, you know. There's I was... an open house at a spa, and then there's, you know, live music venues and art shows and art openings and new galleries popping up all the time. I was totally shocked this summer even more than the previous summers. I think because the first summer I was busy getting settled in here. Sure. Um, but I realized that it does slow down a little bit because of the heat and you have the benefit of, you know, less people at the restaurants. But it's not like there weren't things to do. Right. There was, there was plenty of activities. In fact, on a lot of weekends, there were things backed up, double, you know, back to back, and I had to pick <laughs> which one I wanted to go to. I thank people like Tom Johnson for nights like that, because whatever we haven't been able to go to, you better believe he's going to have an album of his photographs representing one of those events we didn't make it to That's for whatever reason. That's absolutely right. He's amazing <laughs> at how much ground he covers and <laughs> how many events he gets to. And I'm I'm so glad he enjoys doing that so much because, mm -hmm. you, know, you know, sometimes I don't want to take my camera or I want a night off from yeah, being of a course. photographer. He's got a gift. I never, I never have to worry about whether or not it's going to get covered. Right. And the smiles that he gets from his subjects. I was thinking about this when you interviewed him for your photography show, or I should say when Blanche interviewed all of you, um, was he has this unique thing that he does in that you'll almost always find him smiling. So when he comes to take your picture, you know you're going to give that smile right back to him. Yeah. And he's going to capture that joy. He's got a big smile and... He's very easy, yep. and that gets reflected back in the photographs. You're For absolutely sure. right. For sure. It's a vibe, and he's able to catch it and capture it. He's very modest. He, he, he says he's not a photographer. I think he's quite a gifted <laughs> photographer. I totally agree with you. And to, you know, seeing the beauty of our town captured in different ways like that through the people, through the landscapes, through the lightning, uh, Sean Moss, you know, mm -hmm. and, and some of the amazing sunset pictures off our beach and you know, just it's a remarkable place to live, and I feel extremely happy and lucky that we settled here. Me too. Do you think you've covered the ground you wanted to cover, or are there other topics you want to get to? Yeah, I think that pretty much did it. All right, great. Thanks, Renee, for stopping back. Thank you so much for having me.